0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. This week on the show, we heard from infectious disease specialist Dr. Mia Taramina about how school-aged children may be experiencing anxiety from all the back and forth over masking and vaccinations and in-person classes during the pandemic. For the amount of anxiety kids feel uh, wearing masks, it's actually been shown that it's more anxiety-provoking kind of the environment that we're in right now, where some are masked and some aren't, and kids don't know how they're going to be approached and What if their friend is wearing one and they're not? Kids thrive on consistency. In December, the U.S. Surgeon General reported depressive and anxiety symptoms among kids have doubled during the pandemic, and racial and ethnic minority youth are at a higher risk. So how can schools and parents step in and help students with their mental health? Joining us to answer that question and more is Eric Brown, an assistant professor in the Department of Counseling and Special Education at DePaul University. Hi, Professor Brown. Welcome to Reset.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Help us understand, what is the role of a school counselor today?
1: Yeah, so school counseling has changed, you know, over the past 120 years. I say changed the emphasis. Uh, has shifted some. It started out, you know, really looking at vocational, you know, career decisions. And then it moved on to what they would have called personal adjustment. And then uh, furthermore, it's added just a focus on uh, helping children reach uh, their academic goals.
0: When uh, CPS closed for a week last month, uh, Professor, many school counselors had no contact with their students in the meantime. And then once classes resumed, we spoke to Counselor Katie Matthews with Northside College Prep to hear more about what that was like. Let's listen. It was very challenging, not, um, and very hard, not being able to connect with my kids and just make sure they're okay, or at the very least, you know, just to be able to, like, hey, you know, This thing might happen where you might not be able to connect with me. So here are your resources. Here what you need to do. Professor, why was it important to keep kids in touch with their counselors during that time of uncertainty?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. So the Center for Disease Control, the U.S. um, uh, general uh, himself, talked about one of the most important things we can do uh, for our children is to have an adult someone who is outside of their home, right, who cares for them, right? It could be a mentor. It could be anyone uh, in the community to really listen to support, uh, possibly give advice uh, to children. Now, Mm -hmm. certainly school counselors can do that, uh, but school counselors won't be enough, right? The uh, student-to-school counselor ratio is way too high for school counselors to fill the gap, particularly the gap that's been created Mm -hmm. uh, during covid
0: What's the impact that this so-called lockout had on the students?
1: Yeah, and so it's increased uh, student isolation, right? And we know that with uh, increased isolation, whether it's students uh, or adults, we see a great increase in terms of mental health uh, concerns, depression, anxiety, any trauma symptoms, you know, uh, that would have been there before. All of that is exacerbated Mm -hmm. uh, when people, uh, students no less. Uh, have suffered from isolation.
0: Well, the uh, U.S. Surgeon General's advisory that I mentioned earlier, Professor, it said black children under 13 specifically are twice as likely to die by suicide. And uh, students growing up in poverty are also two or three times more likely to face mental health challenges than their wealthier peers. Is any of that surprising to you?
1: You know, I I know the research, right? Uh, Trauma is my specialty. So I know the research on uh, suicidality, right? I mean, there was research in 2019, okay, before the pandemic, that showed that regardless of race, right, regardless of socioeconomic status, we had one in six adolescents uh, who reported uh, what we call suicide Uh, suicidal uh, plans, right? Making suicidal plans. Uh, And that was a 40% increase, right? From 2009 to 2019, that was a 40% increase. Now with uh, black children and adolescents, I mean, the statistics are even worse. We've seen an 80% increase of what we call suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts Mm. over the same 10-year period. Now, when we add on intersecting marginalized identities, such as being Uh, sexual or gender minorities, those odds, those chances of suicidality, they increase even more. Uh, And for the first time in recent history, uh, black children are nearly twice as likely uh, to die by suicide than their white peers.
0: The um, advisory also reported that the share of high school students seriously considering suicide increased by 36% over the past decade, Last year, emergency department visits for suicide attempts were 51% higher for adolescent girls and 4% higher for boys compared to 2019. So as a specialist in trauma, what can you tell us about suicide prevention?
1: Yeah. So let me just, just say very briefly, the causes for suicide are very complex, right? And we don't fully understand all of them. We can't Pinpoint just one or two reasons why some children and adolescents commit suicide when others do not. There's a range of causes, including brain chemistry, one's environment, and, situ- and situational uh, factors, right? So we can't put our finger at one specific cause. It's just important uh, mm-hmm. for me to say that. But what we can do to prevent it, to greatly reduce it, is we need to remove access uh, to lethal means, right? Drugs, we mean both. Prescription drugs, uh, anti legal drugs, uh, remove access to guns. Uh, but what's really important as well is to know that researchers over the past 10 years, they've developed what they call these positive childhood experiences, right? This list of seven to 10 factors that if children experience them uh, growing up, they are much less likely to suffer from mental health disorders, physical di- disorders, as well as suicide. And these Uh, These items could be just having a sense of belonging at school, Mm -hmm. uh, having at least one caregiver in the home, a parent or a caregiver that they feel safe with. But again, what they found that was most important to protect children in terms of their mental health was having an adult who was not a parent and who was not a caregiver who could provide support um, and advice.
0: Let's turn our attention back to the classroom specifically, uh, Professor. What's the recommended ratio of school counselors to students?
1: Yes. So uh, we have an organization, the American School Counseling Association. Their recommendation for years now has been 250 students to every one school counselor. Okay. 250 to one. Now, the reality is most states don't even come close to this. Across the country, the average student uh, to count school counsel ratio is 464 to one. Mm-hmm. Illinois is even higher, okay? Illinois, it's 575 to one.
0: I see. Well, I wanna focus on solutions, Professor. How can schools best help students maintain their mental health? Yeah. Is it consistency, is that the key?
1: It it is. It's consistency in terms of adults uh, being attentive uh, to children. But the other thing schools can do, and some schools are beginning to do this, is partnering with uh, community mental health agencies, right? So there are community mental health agencies uh, that are sending mental health counselors into schools, right, to work with children uh, who are underserved, who are under-resourced children, uh, whose grades have fallen significantly, attendance, uh, problems, maybe behavioral problems. Uh, we can partner, uh, in various ways, but one of the main things schools can do is to partner with other adults in the community, uh, to provide mentors. And then we can, what we would call maybe triage, uh, some, some students who may have greater concerns to mental health, uh, counselors.
0: How important is it that counselors themselves are representative of the community that they serve?
1: Yeah, it, that is it's incredibly important, right? Most school counselors are white, cisgendered females. But research has shown that, let, let's take, for example, black students are more likely than their white peers to identify their school counselor, right, regardless of the race of the school counselor as a person who had the most influence on their thinking regarding what they were going to do mm-hmm. after high school. But we also know uh, students from marginalized identities, race, you know, uh, sexual minorities, gender minorities, they're much more likely to seek out uh, a counselor, right, a school counselor who looks like them, right, or, yeah. or who mirrors some of their identities.
0: This is critical for that student-counselor relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds most like definitely. It most definitely.
0: as parents what can we do what
1: how yeah, can we help most definitely so as parents and, and this is you know this is the fear this is what comes into my own uh clinical office right parents who have suffered uh, uh children who have died by suicide what parents can do is that again they can get their children connected uh, to a community of healthy adults right who will show interest uh, in their their children again school counselors because of the the ratios they can't do uh, all of this work all right the other thing uh, parents can do is to you know when you come home in the evening and this is much harder Mm all right for parents uh, who have hard jobs very stressful jobs but when parents come home you know uh, at the end of the day if they can spend even just 15 minutes just asking the question you know how are you doing you know how are things going. it, my experience is that parents really are doing the best that they can.
0: Yeah. Sometimes they don't open up, though. So you've got to sort of tweak the question. It's, <laughs> that is really you know, What was the best that part of really your day? You know, <laughs> how are you exactly doing? Right. Uh, if anybody that, out there right. listening has right. teenagers. It's you're good.
1: Exactly right. <laughs> you're exactly right. You're, you, you, you have to probe something.
0: You got to probe. You
1: certainly have to probe.
0: That's Eric Brown, an assistant professor in the Department of Counseling and Special Education at DePaul University. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ Reset, wherever you listen.